And uh, Jeff, NFL football last night. Uh, uh, did you watch? Is, some is of that the, what that was? Was did you watch some of the paint dry? A oh, lot. It, it was brutal. I, I was somewhat distracted. Uh, we had some things going on at the tavern, and you know, I, I wasn't able to wholly focus on uh, the game. But every time I did look up, it was not pretty, especially the orange uniforms, uh, the yeah. orange helmets. Uh, I, I was, you know, I. I often don a Bears jersey, and okay. I, I, I thought that they'd be wearing that orange stuff, so I didn't even bother oh, okay. because I, I knew I wasn't going to match anyway, and I said, no, nah, I'm just, you know, I think I was wearing a white button-up Oxford yesterday, and uh, that's what I went with. I, I was wearing a Bear hat, but, uh, yeah, it um, it was not pretty. At all the missed opportunities, the bad decision-making, it was like watching the LSU game almost, cool. except you had a beatable team. Yeah. You know, uh, Tennessee obviously dominated LSU. Uh, Minnesota, you know, a, a botched punt return, a muffed punt. I mean, toward the end of the game, that's what allowed Minnesota to get that last score. I oh, mean, yeah, it, yeah. it was it was uh, yeah, epic night of Washington to get that last score. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, but and, you know, the Bears ran for 238 yards. They had their moments. They, they had their opportunities, but they just failed to uh, finish uh, drives. One on four and fourth downs. Mm. That'll tell you something right there. Of course, uh, it wasn't too bad. That Washington had seven penalties. The Bears four. Uh, the uh, Fields got sacked five times for uh, 36 yards, while uh, 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 Wentz uh, three times for 13 yards. Uh, the the Bears uh, threw the ball uh, okay. They had 154 yards. Uh, boy, that last play of the game, though, Mooney, Daryl Mooney, I thought he could get in the end zone, and uh, he didn't make it. And uh, bobbled uh, the pass for a moment that looked mm-hmm. like if he had had it instantaneously right there at the goal line, it's touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. And the Bears uh, win the game, but uh, – not meant to be. And, Earlier uh, in the game, too, Justin Fields, an opportunity to throw into the end zone, led his receiver by about five yards. That I tight mean, end? Yeah, and there was no excuse to miss no, that one. No, I mean, he could have he just tossed it like a shot yeah. put over the defender and uh, completed the pass. But uh, and, and just terrible. And, you know, the funny thing is uh, they're, they're playing Carson Wentz, and, uh, you know, it, it was – I saw one headline suggesting this is a perfect example of how bad quarterback is play. Quarterback play has been overall this year. Uh, there are so many mediocre quarterbacks out there. So again, when Saint fans complain about Jameis Winston, I I just like to remind them how mediocre so many quarterbacks are. But you know, and I like to say with with regards to uh, Jameis Winston. We were spoiled by Drew Brees, period, mm-hmm. end of statement. He was there 15, 16 years just completing pass after pass after pass. And, uh, and I knew that day would come. And no matter who'd follow him, they, they'd get the raspberries due to the fact that uh, we have one of the greatest quarterbacks ever in the franchise for many years. And uh, it just uh, you got to get used to uh, not necessarily mediocrity, but not in the caliber that Brees was. I'm sorry, folks. This is the way it's going to be. And, and when you win, as they did the last four years or so, consistently win, you don't get a lot of great draft picks, and it's you know you got to rebuild through free agency, spend a little money, and uh, uh, again, it, it 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 it'll come though. It'll uh, come. I, I believe it will too. It's just going to take a little time to. And while we're on it, we're going to stay on uh, uh, football a little bit. Uh, of course, the Saints uh, uh, take on uh, the Bengals in a, a big game, and of course the. 
uh, all the belly hoop and the hoopla and all with uh, Joe Burrows coming back to the Superdome where he and helped LSU to win a national championship in uh, 2019. So a lot of talk about that. Uh, hadn't seen uh, an update uh, on the betting line, and uh, it's it's down a little bit. I think it started off at two or one and a half, and it's down to Saints one. Saints are plus two. Uh, well, it's and moved well, some more. Well, I'm looking at the latest Caesars Sportsbook odds. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Plus this, two. This one and, is. And uh, over under 43. Yeah, that's what I have the over and under. But I've got a, a betting line here of uh, the Cincinnati's giving the Saints one. So it's uh, that's how close of a game it's going to be. It's who's going to not make the uh, key mistakes during the part of the game. So uh, Saints have had some uh, rough penalties in the last few weeks. So we'll, we'll see how that. And then Winston did practice limited. Uh, I'm not sure if he's been named the starter or not, but. Uh, it should be an interesting ball game in the dome, and that's going to be on uh, CBS because it's we're playing on uh, the Saints are playing an AFC team, so it'll be on CBS at noon. Although they're not as religious about that as they used to. True. Sometimes it's True. Uh, when you've got uh, say four NFC teams with a bye week. Uh, if that is the case, then CBS, then Fox might need a game, so uh, right. they'll give them an AFC game. So it's it's not as consistent as it used to be but you're right it used to be so consistent oh, yeah. you know you 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 know, the Saints would be uh, an, as an NFC team they would be on CBS uh, you know and then NBC had the AFC games religiously but if you went you, if you hosted the other conference you were on the other conference's network That's so right. to speak That's right but it's not as you know, so many primetime games now uh, Thursday Sunday yeah. Monday game it, they just now try and balance it uh, so that each network has uh, the same amount of games. Uh, other in- similar, yeah. Other interesting games uh, this uh, Sunday uh, with regards San Francisco journeys to Atlanta. Atlanta's two and three, uh, same record as the Saints. Uh, we got a call there. Does uh, look like it. Uh, we'll see if it's a question or comment uh, for Bayou Sports. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah. Good morning. No, I was a birthday announcement. Tell you what. Call uh, after eight fifteen. Okay. All right, thank you. You bet. Appreciate right. that. Again, um, try and hold uh, calls to uh, the show, uh, the topic at hand, uh, but uh, happy to take those birthday announcements uh, after the show. Sure. Anyway, San Francisco, as I mentioned, journeys to Atlanta, take on the Falcons, uh, New England at Cleveland, the Jets in Green Bay at Green Bay. The Jets are 3-2. and two. Green Bay's 3-2. and two. Boy, and the Jets you know, had a big win last week. Uh, they're playing a lot better football. Jacksonville two and three at Indianapolis, who's two two and one. Of course, at one tie, I believe, was with Houston uh, earlier this year. Uh, Minnesota at Miami. Minnesota's four and one. Miami's three and two. Baltimore at the Giants. The Giants are four and one. Baltimore's three and two. That's an interesting matchup too, because the Giants are going to slug it out while Baltimore is going to try to hit them with uh, some runs by uh, our quarterback there, and uh, we'll see what happens. In that regard. So elsewhere, Tampa Bay 3-2 and two, at Pittsburgh. And, boy, they've got their problems up in Pittsburgh for the first time in many years, too. So uh, the Steelers come in at 1-4. and four. Carolina the journeys to uh, Los Angeles to take on the Rams, who don't even look anywhere near uh, a returning uh, uh, world champion in this, from the Super Bowl as uh, they've got their issues with their offensive line. They haven't even been able to run the ball well, too, in the last couple of games I've seen them. Yeah, in the last – Two Super Bowls, you, you had four teams in those last uh, two Super Bowls. Three of the four are looking very mediocre. I Kansas City is about the only one that looks like they have a plan. But isn't that amazing? Amazing. Yeah, Tampa Bay is not tearing it up in uh, the Rams either. And, and of course, uh, uh, 
Like you said, Kansas City's the only one that, that, that has anything going for them. Elsewhere, uh, the Arizona uh, will take on Seattle, both of them as uh, two and three. And I hadn't figured out yet, have they moved that Seattle game? Uh, I do not think so. I don't think they ever did move it. Because they're showing 305 here. Uh, which would be our the normal time. Correct, correct. Yeah. So that'd be a 1 o'clock uh, up there in, uh, or, or I should say, uh, uh, yeah, 3 o'clock up there yeah. in uh, Seattle. Normal 1 o'clock West Coast start that's, time. That's yeah. correct. Elsewhere, Buffalo and Kansas City, that's going to be the big game. Uh, I can't believe that game's not on uh, a Sunday night or a Monday night game with uh, Buffalo and Kansas City going at it. Yeah, surprisingly, but uh, they do have a good matchup Monday night. I, I forget who it is. Yeah, but it it's is uh, Denver ma- and the Chargers. Okay, maybe and that's Saturday not night is Dallas Sunday and Philadelphia. Night. Sunday night is the yeah, good game. That's, that's right. the night game that's at right. Dallas at Philadelphia. Of course, uh, they, they had no idea it would be such a good matchup, though. I, I don't think anybody true. expected Philadelphia to be doing what they're doing. And they, they probably had expectations. And Dallas is a good national draw. That's sure. one of the reasons they like them prime time. But nobody, eh, Cooper Rush, come on. Yeah. Come well, on. Well, Buffalo, you know, a coin toss away from uh, going to the Super Bowl last yeah. year. Uh, yeah, pretty maybe much. so. So we'll see how that's all going to come into play, too. So elsewhere, uh, Deshaun Watson back in the news again. I mean, he can't uh, – there's no prosperity for him at all. And it's a shame. Earlier in the week there was good news that yes. he was keeping up with the the tenants of his suspension. He was going through the classes. He was doing everything right. But then the civil lawsuit pops and, up, and again. he was able to practice. Yes, I think, this yes. week he, he was able, if not practice, be at the facility. Correct, and, and, correct, and, and maybe practice too. I, I'm I'm just not certain, but he was able to be at the facility. Yeah, we'll see how that's going to uh, flame out too. <laughs> anyway, uh, in college football, boy, a lot of big games tomorrow, boy. If you're a college football fan, uh, you might not move. It is from a your big chair. week, man. It's a big week, man. You on Fox uh, at eleven o'clock? You got number ten. 10 Penn State traveling to Michigan to take on the Wolverines or number five. That's going to be a big game. Uh, it's going to draw all up there in the Midwest. Uh, it'll be uh, huge TV ratings up there. And then at 2.30, uh, the old uh, rivalry there as Alabama, number three Alabama journeys to number six Tennessee in a huge game. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize this game, Alabama and Tennessee, is played on the third Saturday every October. And that's been going on, I want to say, for 70 years, maybe longer. And other than Auburn, believe it or not, that's Alabama's big rival is the trip to Knoxville. You know, as LSU is playing Florida, that's the one consistent team they play in the Eastern Division. Same for uh, Tennessee and uh, Alabama. Yeah, I can remember some of those games back in the day when Bear Bryant was at uh, uh, Alabama. Uh, Richmond Flowers. You got to remember Alabama borders Tennessee. Yeah, know, I mean, know, it's, it's just a, a little you know. drive. I guess a few hour drive from uh, Tuscaloosa over to Knoxville. And Knoxville's a little bit more. I think Knoxville's in the, in the Eastern Time Zone too. If my memory serves me right. Tennessee's one of those states mm-hmm. where they have two time zones. Anyway, uh, big game uh, there. A house divided. Yeah, that's right. I can remember when Richmond Flowers played for uh, for Tennessee. His father was the uh, attorney general for the state of Alabama, and uh, his father was into uh, uh, integration. He wanted to see everything move together and all. And of course, the Deep South back then, back in the late sixties, were just opposed. They were a little hesitant. Oh, more <laughs> than a little. And uh, Richmond Flowers goes to uh, Tennessee when all the Alabama folks thought he was he was a terrific hurdler and football player and uh, 
And, uh, boy, when that took place, uh, man. Elsewhere at 2.30 also. You think about that, how much sports helped integrate uh, oh, this I agree. country. I agree. It least. happened right here in this community. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere uh, on ABC at 2.30, if you got a split screen or a little box, you can put up uh, uh, Oklahoma State, number eight. Oklahoma State is at number 13 TCU, which is another big game. And, of course, the late-night game for uh, local fans, of course, LSU journeys to Florida. Take on Billy Napier and the Gators at 6 p.m. I think that game's on ESPN also. So, uh, Jeff, a lot of football uh, this weekend. And speaking of football, we've got a host of games that took place last night. Westgate, the Tigers get back on track as they take down North Vermillion 39-7. to So it's good to see. Uh, yeah, again, especially because there are a lot of unknowns there. Uh, Coach Antoine was not real familiar with North Vermillion. Uh, I'm sure he had become much more familiar by uh, game time yesterday. But you know, we spoke to him Monday. You know, Saturday he really had no idea what he was up against, and then uh, by Monday he obviously knew a little bit more. And obviously by last night uh, they had their things together, and hopefully. You know, uh, he was a little concerned about focused and uh, some bad penalties, those kind of things from the week before. Hopefully they cleaned some of that up, and I'll know more about it uh, tomorrow morning. When sure. We, uh, Coach Antoine usually joins us at about 1030 on Saturday mornings. Well, elsewhere, too, well, they'll be taking on a wounded warrior as for the Turlings, journeys to Lafayette Christian last night, and they take down uh, Lafayette Christian by a score of 21-17. to 17. Of course, they took down Westgate uh, the week mm-hmm. before. Uh, I think it was 30-22. to 22. And what amazed me still was that uh, Turlings did not improve in the sports writers' poll as much. Uh, this should catapult them. Yeah, that, that, yeah, they'll see a little comeback. And you're going to see Turlings move up uh, the ladder uh, quite much. Elsewhere, some other local teams uh, in the area. Uh, Erath takes down Kaplan, 37-22. Coach, uh, coach uh, uh, Brody over at uh, Kaplan, uh, head football coach there, former Catholic High Panther. Elsewhere, Karen Crow, man, they destroyed Como 56-6 last night. And uh, – just some uh, other area big games, too, uh, Jeff, tonight. Of course, tonight on Kane Radio, we're going to have the Catholic High Panthers taking on the Delcom Panthers in uh, airtime around 6.30 with the uh, kickoff approximately uh, 7 o'clock. Nice uh, write-up in the Advocate today. Yeah, they did, did you see that? Yeah, uh, by, uh, Mike Coppich had a um, nice write-up uh, about a, Catholic High. A resurgent Catholic High. So. Yeah, and they have played really well the last two weeks. And uh, Delcom team, they match up pretty well. Uh, we'll see how those two teams fight it out. And those first four games, again, and you know better than me, uh, good opponents. Oh. Uh, they they, they Played a strong schedule, and that's going to bode well for him uh, the rest of the season. It, it will. And uh, a game uh, I've got an eye on later on tonight uh, over in Lafayette is John Curtis comes to uh, Kadiana to play the Wrecking Rams in a game at, uh, at 7 o'clock tonight. So that's a game I'd like to keep an eye on, too, in that regard. Of course, uh, other local teams, uh, area local teams uh, playing uh, this week uh, with the Yellow Jackets, I believe uh, – uh, they take on Barb, the Barb Buccaneers, and if my memory serves, is it homecoming? It tonight? is homecoming. A so, sort of homecoming. Uh, a lot of uh, Yellow Jacket faithful alums hopefully will come back. Elsewhere, uh, Centerville's at Hanson Memorial, Lafayette Ties at Sam Houston, Kinder at Brobridge, St. Martinville takes on St. Charles Catholic, uh, the Comets. Uh, uh, under uh, Stein, Coach Stein, uh, they come to, uh, or I should say, St. Martinville is going to travel. That's a big game for St. Martinville, even though they're in different uh, uh, classifications. Uh, test St. Martinville's medal tonight. Event at Notre Dame, uh, elsewhere, Holland Baptist, uh, they travel to Covenant Christian. 
in, in a big game over in Homa. So, uh, Coach uh, Rick Hudson, and, uh, you know, he said some and, tough And, again, luck. remember that game is at Nichols State. That's correct. So, if anybody's uh, making that trip, I'm sure they're well aware by now if they're planning on going to that game. But it is at John Guidry Stadium. I, th- I think it's still called John Guidry Stadium. I think there's a, another uh, – turf uh the a field uh, name yeah. too as well some other sponsor got in there i, I think it may be manning field oh um, you I mean, oh you might be right yeah. i'm not so sure that isn't it a turf field now oh it's been yeah uh actually no it, it is now but it was not natural it was natural grass when i was doing nickels games okay. back in the late 90s anyway generet at vermilion catholic ascension episcopal licking their wounds and the panthers took them down last week they're at west st mary a west st mary team that's uh, really hurting and another big game we got to keep an eye on of course is the lorville tigers uh traveling to franklin to take on the hornets uh, and uh franklin's been pretty successful uh, in district the last uh, couple games so uh we'll see how that all come into play jeff so high school football on tap tonight so uh we do a break and let's take one. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music Thursday at Southern Jack and a special benefit for one of their bartenders to defray medical expenses, plus the Saints play this Thursday night as well. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennies made across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoors seating. Don't forget, Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. 
With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports on a big Friday, October the 14th, here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Jeff, Major League Baseball, man, the Astros right now, uh, they're riding Jordan uh, Alvarez. Uh, if you didn't know who Jordan Alvarez was before uh, this series, uh, you know him now, uh, if you're a baseball fan. Then, that's right. I mean, uh, he's... The Astros are riding his coattails. I mean, he hit a big three-run homer the the night before last night, and then last night hits the go-ahead, Jack. Uh, no, and, it was the seventh inning, sixth yeah, or seventh yeah, inning. Yeah, it was late in the game and uh, gives the Astros a 3-2 to two lead. And it, what was so sad, the Padres have a man on with nobody out. Seattle. I mean, Seattle, excuse me, and hits a line drive to the first baseman. And, the, I mean, the runner is just, as usual, yeah. 12 feet off the base, but – yeah, nothing, There's no nothing way he can, can hurdle him to get back to the base. He just kind of dead in his tracks in the the first base. The and then the next guy up doubled. Yeah, that's right. The next guy doubled. So uh, unbelievable. Uh, Would have tied the game. Uh, anyway, but to, and the Yankees and uh, the Cleveland rained out. That game scheduled for today, I do believe. Huh? Just afternoon. Yeah, so. Uh, Triple header today. Uh, are they, are they going to then uh, – Get on a uh, a plane and fly to Cleveland for a game uh, Saturday? Pretty yeah, I'm, much I'm, they will. I'm certain, uh, weather permitting, of course. And, th- and that's one of the reasons why they put the game so early, too. Yeah. So a little extra travel time. and uh, But, yeah, and, and <laughs> why not? I mean, the Astros and Mariners uh, will, if there is a Game 5, play Game 4 Sunday and Game 5 in Houston. That's right. Travel, uh, and so why not? Yeah. Anyway, and, and, and it's not like major league teams don't do no. this all the time. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. Of course, uh, Atlanta and uh, Philadelphia head back to Philadelphia to play their game tomorrow. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the Padres, they're going to host their first playoff game in front of their fans since 2006. So 16 years. And how long ago was that? Uh, guess what? The leadoff hitter for the Dodgers that day? Davy Roberts, the manager of the uh, oh come on the, the leadoff hitter for the Padres was Davy Roberts, now the manager uh, of the Dodgers. Baseball so, symmetry. Catch oh, it. you're you're right. And uh, the Dodgers, uh, uh, I don't know how the Padres uh, they're they're tied at one apiece. So uh, and uh, Kersh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I it's been a fun Kersh- series to watch. It is, it is, and uh, uh, Kershaw, yeah. You know, 
I don't know why they build him up so much. I've seen him get hammered in some playoff games over the years. Uh, I know the Cardinals used to own him. Why, I don't know, but he couldn't beat the Cardinals. And they used to hammer him, and uh, especially uh, Carpenter, who's with the Yankees, used to have fun with him uh, all the time. Uh, So we'll see how the Dodgers do in that regard. So uh, a lot of baseball going on along with football folks. uh, with that and the Saints, of course, Sunday with uh, Joe Burrow coming to town. You wonder how the crowd's going to react uh, with how he plays. Uh, yeah, and Joe Burrow said all the right things. Uh, he did. In, in that, uh, hey, I don't expect him to root for me. I'm the opponent now, uh, but it'll be fun. He, he said all the right things, but I, I think we know too well about LSU fans. Oh, uh, yes. That they can be stupid about their uh, support. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, Saint fans uh, are gonna—they're gonna be a lot of persecuted Saint fans. Oh yes, very much so. Anyway, with that, today in sports history, October the fourteenth, in nineteen oh eight, in the World Series, the Cubs beat the Tigers and Ty Cobb at Bennett Park, Detroit, to clinch a four to one series win in front of sixty two hundred fans—the smallest crowd in World Series history. Cubs retained the title uh, as they won it the year before, and that's the last one they had until. 2016. Anyway, in 1908, upset over seating in the World Series from reporters, sports reporters, form a professional group that will become the Baseball Writers Association of America. They got mad. I guess it was sticking them in the cheap seats or whatever. Who knows? In 1926, Walter Johnson, of course, the the, the big train retired. He signed a two-year contract to manage a Newark team, and Walter Johnson had the best <laughs> slide-on fastball in the history of the major leagues. He and Drysdale were those two. In 1929 of the World Series, the A's beat the Cubs 3-2 to two at Shide Park to clinch it four games to one. It's the A's' first title in 16 years under Connie Mack. Of course, Cornelius McGillicuddy was his uh, full name. Elsewhere in 1949, Ezra Charles TKO's Pat Valentino in the eighth round for the heavyweight uh, championship boxing title. In 1953, Charlie Dressen, of course, he was manager of the Dodgers, the Brooklyn Dodgers, resigns rather than a one-year contract as a Dodger manager. And the next Dodger manager stepped to the plate, Walter Alston, mm. signed a one-year contract every year for 24 uh, straight That was years. amazing. That was amazing. He uh, gave it up. Uh, he was not fired, of course. Yes. Uh, he retired, and Tommy Lasorda took over. That's he, right. He, he was there for a few years, too. Yeah, and Walter Alston, uh, of course, uh, Walter O'Malley was uh, – Pretty much a stickler, too. Uh, he was a very uh, prudent and uh, businessman. Anywhere elsewhere on this date, 1962, Arler, George Blander, formerly of uh, Kentucky, throws six touchdown passes as the Houston Arlers t- t- beat the New York Titans 56-17. to Also on this date, 1964, and believe it or not, I remember this well because I was watching uh, the TV at the time, a little-known distance runner by the name of Billy Mills, who was a full-blood Indian, scores a major upset in winning the 10,000 meters at the Tokyo Olympics. He beat the uh, world champ uh, Gamudi of Tunisia by four hundredths of a second, and he's the only American ever to win the event in the Olympic history. So Billy Mills, you can find him on YouTube, that that race, and uh, it's in black and white, but uh, it was something. I remember that distinctly. On this date, 1964, Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle hit home runs uh, in back-to-back pitches 
as the Yankees take game six of the World Series against the Cardinals. Of course, the Cardinals come back the next day and beat the Yanks by a score of 7-5 to five as Bob Gibson goes the distance. Elsewhere in 1965 on this date, uh, the Dodgers edge Minnesota 2 to nothing in Game 7 at Minnesota. It's the Dodgers' third title in the, in, since their move to L.A. Uh, the MVP of the series, Sandy Koufax. Who else? 1973, 42-year-old future Hall of Famer in his last Major League career hit on this date was Hall of Famer Willie Mays as the Mets beat the A's 10-7 to in the World Series in Game 2 in Oakland. On this date, he, he didn't bat again in that series. Yeah, then he didn't get a hit. Oh, last hit. Okay. Yeah, didn't get a hit. Anyway, and the Mets go down to the A's that year. Uh, elsewhere in '76, uh, most of you alive today can remember Chris Chambliss hitting that ninth inning mm-hmm. leadoff homer to give the Yanks the pennant. I think more people remember the reaction by the fans <laughs> afterward, right. chasing Chambliss around uh, the bases. <laughs> That's right, as he barely made it back home to to the plate. And of course, the Yankees win their thirtieth pennant, and the first time they go to the World Series since '64. Elsewhere in '78, in this date, uh, New York Yankee outfielder Reggie Jackson causes a ruckus in the World Series as he kind of dips his hip to get hit by a, a thrown by a ball from second baseman and deflects it away as the Yankees win game 4-4-3 uh, four, four to three over the Dodgers at Yankee Stadium. And now we see it much more blatant than uh, that. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and they're yeah. wearing armor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. In 1979, Jeff, on this date, uh, the NHL's greatest scorer, Wayne Gretzky, scores his first goal uh, in the NHL on this date, 1969. Of course, the great one retired years later with all kind of records, and it retired his number, I think, full-time in the NHL, didn't they, 99? No one can wear that number again? I don't know that to be a fact. Uh, it seems like he's one know. of those people like Jackie Robinson and some others that had their number completely retired from uh, – that sport. Elsewhere in 1985, the Jets retired Joe Namath's number 12 on a nationally televised Monday night game as they beat the Dolphins 23-7 to in Dan Marino. Elsewhere in 2003, boy, a bad day for you. Steve Bartman deflects the ball away from Cubs outfielder Moise Alou, and the Cubs give up eight runs in that inning, lose to the Marlins 8-3, to and Bartman Man, just his incident is seen on the turning point in the series, and uh, most Cub fans just remember that name <laughs> to the day they die. So. I, I still blame, and, and I will. I'll never forget. Uh, Dusty Baker yes. should have done more to calm that team down, to relax them, loosen them up a little bit. Uh, but he let uh, the left fielder, uh, yeah, the Moises Alou, Alou, Alou yeah. uh, just keep ranting away. Um, you know. There wasn't, yeah. and, and they've done more to uh, change rules about how fans can reach over. Right. And in this case, he didn't reach over, and he wasn't the only one reaching for that ball either. He, he just, just so happened hit him. He in was the, hands. the face of it. That's right. You know, and it, it's a great documentary on it. And yeah, they I, do. I've forgiven Bartman. I haven't forgiven Dusty Baker. Okay, well, Dusty's over in Houston. Now. Yeah, I know. Anyway, hadn't won a World Series. How old is Dusty? Maybe in his early seventies. Yeah, early to mid seventies. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, birthdays today. Boy, what a birthday. John Wooden, uh, coach of the UCLA Bruins, 10-time national champ, born in Hall, Indiana. Uh, what more can you say about John Wooden? He set the pace for college basketball from the mid-60s all the way to 1975. His last game he coached, he beat Kentucky for the NCAA championship. Also born on this date, 1947, NFL receiver with Houston, Cincinnati, and San Diego. Born in Manny, Louisiana, Charlie Joyner of the NFL, 
Also born in this day, boy, to this day, I don't think he stopped talking. Sports journalist Stephen A. Smith, born on this date in 1967. Anyway, the quote of the day, Jeff, I went to Grantland Rice, the great sports writer out of Atlanta, and he'd always, you know, he was the one that wrote the article on the Four Horsemen of Notre Dame back in the 20s. And uh, he mentioned, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. And, of course, Adolf Rupp fired back at him. Then uh, why in the hell do you think they keep score? And there you go. <laughs> with that off rub. So uh, uh, the coach of the Kentucky Wildcats for well, 40 years, too, and he won, I think, four or five national championships while at Kentucky in basketball. He set the pace for Kentucky basketball, too. When most uh, college coaches, uh, uh, the basketball coach was in his football assistant. Uh, Adolf Rupp was the, uh, I think, the lone uh, basketball head coach, and that's all he was uh, entertained with uh, was basketball until uh, after World War II. Anyway, that's it in sports history today. Of course, on uh, tap tonight, the Catholic High Panthers journeyed to Delcom to take on the Delcom Panthers in a big district game. Uh, Catholic High comes in at 2-4 on a two-game win streak. Uh, the Delcom Panthers, I think, are 4-2 and two and got beat uh, last week by Franklin. So it should be a pretty entertaining game too, Jeff. There you go. I uh – I'm humbled to learn that back in 2000, they retired 99. That uh, was lost on me. So you're right. Uh, the did, NHL did, retire, had, his did retire Wayne Gretzky's number. Uh, across the board, yes. all NHL yes. teams. And, of course, I want to say Jackie Robinson was the other one. And it seems like there's one other sport. Now, I can't remember what it was. The number's been retired. And I know there's been some discussion about number 21 being retired, Roberto Clemente of the Pirates. Yeah, I, I don't think they're do that. I, I tend to agree with you. Same uh, for Bill Russell. Uh, they, they, yeah. they talked about retiring number six. And there are so few good basketball numbers. Actually, I guess they got away from that. They always wanted it to be a, a zero through five, five right. uh, you know, whether it's 15, 25, 35. But they always wanted the digits. Yeah. They didn't want a digit six through nine. And I'm trying to remember, George Mikan, when he played for the Lakers in Minneapolis, he might have wore 99 when I think about it. Of course, that's in the NBA. And I'm trying to – Bill Russell wore number six. And, of course, you'd always see the, the official pull up on mm-hmm. five and, and a finger on one hand. So, uh, for to designate number six, committed the foul. But, uh, yeah, I, there was another sport. I'm going to have to Google that after a while and see. I think other than those two numbers, there was another number. Of course, 42 for Jackie Robinson, 99 for Wayne Gretzky. Anyway, that's today in sports history, uh, Jeff. Uh, and uh, I'm going to Google that after a while, and I'm going to let you know. All right. We will uh, hang on bated breath for Monday's uh, update. In the meantime, big thanks to our sponsors. Our show brought to you in part by Jacob Landry, candidate for State Representative next fall, uh, District 49, the Headache and Pain Center, Schwing Insurance, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, and Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Appreciate their support of Bayou Sports. 